Welcome to the Trout World Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Gene. And today we'll be talking about why money matters. Gene, why do you believe money matters? Money matters. Uh, so there is an often unspoken, unwritten investment principle. To invest money, you have to have money. And that's why money matters. So today we can zero in on the choices that people make that keep them from having money, right? I had a really cool day. So I just spent the last two hours with 40 college students talking about the biggest money mistakes they have either witnessed or personally experienced. What was the, what was the top three money mistakes that, were, that was mentioned in class today? If you would have asked me that question before class, I would have gotten wrong what they were. The number one was actually college students visiting a local casino, gambling. That a local me. casino? Local casino here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Casino. Wow. Um, the casino likes hearing that. Probably no less than 12 students shared stories of friends going to the casino on the weekends. Uh, that was number one. Number two, no surprise, credit cards. And, and not understanding how they work. And we just, we just talked about that too, credit cards. And the misconceptions. Uh, I'm amazed because even though we were talking, the, the students that were talking about personal experiences, they weren't just talking about themselves with the credit card, they were talking about their family members. Mm. Uh, so we wanna, we wanna touch on that today, I think, for sure. Uh, the third then was the very broad credit score, not understanding how my credit score is impacting my, my choices. So today, with this principle, need to have money to invest money, we could go micro with these, the, the, the small choices we make that put money in our pocket, because a lot, of, a lot of littles equal a lot. But I think today, let's focus on the big ones. Okay. Let's focus on the big things that keep money out of our pocket. I'm, 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 I'm interested on the big ones. I'm also interested on how it affects the, the credit cards affect the family and just like how finances affect the family, period, overall. We were, when we were talking before, I'll ask, you had mentioned the, the credit cards. Why do you think people believe they need to keep a balance on a credit card? Where does that misconception come from? I think it comes from me, through my personal experience, I think it comes from just listening to people who don't study like finance or who don't really know that much, but it's just passed on information that came like through the grapevine. Because I, I used to believe that you used to have to carry a balance on your credit card. And then I figured out, you know, I read, a, I read your book, actually, The Missing Semester, that you shouldn't carry a balance. Like, you should always pay your debts and pay your time. I mean, pay, make your payments on time and pay your balance to zero on credit cards. We just Googled this because right. we were curious. Right. Uh, thank you, Google. What did we learn? What is the average interest rate on a credit card balance? The average interest rate on a credit card balance is 19%. 19 that's, that's high, that's high. So you're paying a company 19% under misconception of a better credit score. So that, it's fascinating, it's fascinating. Stepping back, we woke up this morning with $14 trillion of personal debt. The largest piece of that personal debt is mortgages, roughly $10 trillion of debt. That's good and bad because homes are an asset. So I, I'm okay with that. Number two is student loans, 1.6 trillion. This deserves a spotlight. So we'll, we'll follow up on student loans. Yeah, we, 
that definitely deserves a spotlight because I'm in college and I know how how much um, student loans have been increasing over the years just because of the cost of education and tuition has just been rising like like crazy. They're real, they're fearful, and we want to have the conversation. Number three is the credit card. A trillion dollars of credit card debt. A trillion dollars of credit card debt at a 19% interest rate, Jay. That's highway robbery. <laughs> I know, I'm serious. Like, But if we but, can teach people to pay the balance. Yeah. And if we can show them how much they're actually paying in interest. 19% might not sound like a lot, but actually look at the numbers and you, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked that you're even leaving a balance on that credit card. Well, and there's not an investment return that can offset it, but that's the second conversation too. The fourth, auto loans, buying cars. We have over $1 trillion in outstanding debt for cars. So now we're using, we're using some big words here, but what if we simplify this to the house you live in, the vehicle you drive, the credit cards you keep in your phone or your wallet to buy things, um, and your student loans. And let's talk about how we can get extra money from each of those four choices. And actually, quick tangent. <clears throat> when we were talking about the mistakes, in addition to those three, two students talked about Venmoing. Uh, people they never met. Yeah. They were selling that's, or buying something and they never got the money back. That's an issue, I think, mainly because like people, you're not paying attention. You feel like Venmo is so convenient and you're not verifying the username. Like my brother does this to me. This is what he does. Uh, he'll say, I'll ask, I'll ask him to send me money for something. And he'll be like, all right. And he'll send me a dollar. And I'll be like, why did you send me a dollar? And he's just trying to verify that it's me. He's like, did you get that dollar? I'm like, what dollar? What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, the dollar. I'm like, why did you send me a dollar? Smart. And he's just verifying that I'm going to receive that payment. Because I've seen, I've seen that happen before. And you can't get your money back. Because once the person... If you, if you send out money to... The other party has to be very trusting. Right. They have to be very trusting. And you can just do it by accident. You're not going to get reimbursed if you accidentally send that off somewhere. So coming back, we're good at going on tangents. Right. Coming back, you haven't bought a house yet. No. And there's a, there's a lot of media, there's a lot of press around the issue that is financial stress, both at home and at the workplace. It makes sense. It's a scary thought. It's a responsibility. Debt is a legal obligation. So we used the word debt. We could have also said there's $20 trillion that we as individuals legally have to repay. Right. Since you haven't bought a home, would you be willing to strike a deal with me right now where you bought a house that, you know, not this big, but that's this big. But if you buy this second house, it comes with no financial stress. Does that sound it's like a, a pretty good deal? Like bigger yeah. home, financial stress, slightly smaller home, no stress. No stress. Life, yeah, I can use life with no stress. It'd that'd be fantastic, be, right? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So let's make the choice now because here's what happens with the homes, the biggest source of money going, yes to an asset, but we'll dive into this. Jay, let's say you and I are looking for a home. We say, oh, I want to buy that home. And let's say the house costs $200,000. We go to our bank and the bank says, hey, Ching you guys can get that house. Congratulations. But if you're curious, you can actually afford a house that costs more than that. Mm. What do you think most people do when they hear that? 
They yeah. try and take a bigger bite than they can take. Take on it's human nature. Yeah, I mean, you want more. You're always going to want more, but you know, you think about what comes with more. You know, more responsibility, more money, more time, more energy. You know, we're going to do some calculator examples with this because all that more time, more energy, more stress, and, and it's, it's just not necessary. So, smaller home, no financial stress. Challenge one. That's to our high school and college audience. Okay. Um, student loans. We're gonna we're gonna address separately. Credit cards, we already talked about interest rate, 19%. That's 19% on your balance that's going to someone else. The cardinal rule is one card. But there's clearly a big misunderstanding on credit cards. On, why do you think that is? Why on a college campus is there such a misunderstanding on credit cards? Because I think people haven't been educated enough to really understand how to utilize and leverage credit cards. So that's why I think there's a big misconception or credit cards get misused and people are paying these high interest rates on the cards. And uh, you know, it ultimately leads to like financial stresses. So I, that's my reasoning as to why. Because if with that high of an interest rate, it can be hard to catch up on. What if we simplify that decision one credit card and pay off the balance in full every month that's simple if we do those two things that trillion dollars we owe in credit cards can start to become a little bit less a little bit less so now two rules home slightly smaller home no financial stress credit cards one card paid off in full every month then you get the benefits without the negatives uh. so now we've taken two steps to reduce stress third one auto loans Auto loans. Have you bought a car yet? I've not bought a car yet. I haven't really had to. I know how to get around. I usually use public transportation. Transportation. I'm, I'm on campus, so everything's in walking distance, which I love. I like how many students are actually not even thinking about buying a car because we don't need one like we needed one 20 years ago. It's still a big purchase, but. Yeah. I mean, cars are nice and they, they're always coming out with these new models and you know, they're flashing. I'm like, man, I'm, I love a new car. I don't want to walk everywhere, but it helps me stay. There's benefits of it. I stay physically fit. And also I, I realized early on that once you drive a car off the lot, it loses 30 to 40% in value. Yeah. So that kind of made me wait on that big purchase. So what's your dream car? Oh man, you really want to know? I want to know. <laughs> I drive a truck. It's, I, <laughs> my dream car, it's a, it's a P1 McLaren. For you guys who don't know what that is, look that up. I don't know what it is. It's a McLaren. But uh, it's like a sports car. But that's my dream car. All right. Well, I want to help you achieve that dream. But step one, you're probably not buying that car next year. Oh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> hey, who knows? <laughs> Two things are happening with car loans. We're borrowing for longer. Why does this matter with a car? Maybe the car that you just mentioned goes up in value. The truck that's in my driveway goes down in value each year. So if I borrow for a long period of time and my car is losing value over that long period of time, it gets tricky if something happens to my car. Right. So if we narrow down, let's, let's do two challenge takeaways for this fourth largest item, which is the auto loans. No seven-year auto loans ever. 
never borrow for more than five years on a vehicle. Um, and then the second would be. So my bad there, cut in on you. So you're saying like the car is priced at a certain amount. And then over time, the value of the car is going down, but you're still being charged this amount for the car. You're paying that every month uh. for that entire life of your loan that you're legally obligated to repay. One case where that might not be the case would be a 0% interest rate. I've never seen that for seven years. I don't I've think it exists. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so you can get it for short three and five. Maybe not with that car you're buying. Oh, yeah. Uh, with my Ford truck, you can. Uh, but the second would be, no matter what vehicle you're looking at, and this is truly just, it can be used across all pricing spectrums, consider a vehicle that costs $2,000 less and do it knowingly. Take the difference, even though you can afford the more expensive car, take the difference. So at $2,000 between the two cars, it's probably a difference of $40 a month with the average current interest rate auto loans. Take that $40 a month and invest it. So we just did three things. We said money matters because if you want to invest money, you have to have money in your pocket, right? Yeah. And if you spend your whole paycheck that you get on Friday, by Sunday, you don't have any money to invest. No money. We'll talk. We need to talk about how to do it electronically so you take that temptation out. But ignoring that, looking at the $20 trillion that we owe, homes, smaller home, less stress. Sounds good. Really good or just good? That sounds good. Like less, stre less stress in my life. I'm more happier, you know? You're I can, more productive everywhere else. I'm more else. productive. I feel like I can do more. I want to do more when I'm less stressed and happy. The credit card rule, which is baffling. Yeah. Baffling. What, what's the highest credit card debt? Have you, like, when you're on school, do you have friends say, hey, Jay, I've got credit card debt? Do people not even talk about it? We don't talk about it. I'll, I'll be honest. And I'm in a lot of clubs up school, like finance clubs. No one really talks about their personal stuff. We just talk about things pertaining to the club. So, I mean, that's, that's one big thing I would like to see more. People actually talking about it and trying to help each other maybe with their finances, you know? That's a really, I'm gonna circle back on that, Jay. That's a really good point. The credit card rules though, pay it off in full every month and one credit card. And then the car loan. I can tease you if every single college student buys a vehicle that costs $2,000 less than the vehicle they're considering, really good things happen financially. We won't give the answer on this episode. We'll tease people, overachievers to go to a calculator and check it out. Um, how do we get, I learned this just today, talking with these 40 students. All of them had stories and the stories had similarities. How do we get people to recognize that we aren't walking through life alone on this money stuff? That you should find people you can share your stories with to both feel more comfortable in the experience, but also we're stronger together to know that you're not the only one with a credit card or student loans. Find people, learn from each other. How do we get the conversation to be more open in settings where it's currently not? I think we're gonna find that out. Um just in our journey, you know, like Troutwood's mission as a whole. And just talking to different people and asking questions. And I feel like it's all about like creating a community, community or like a group of people who just understand. And they might not have to be in the same room with us, but even though if they're tuning in virtually, like online from their cell phone, 
Um, they can listen to the knowledge that's being talked about pertaining to finances and saving for investments. How do you think that the media focuses too much on the negatives and not the positives that can come from this conversation? We, we, and we did a little bit of that today. We talked about the things that inhibit us from having money in our wallet. Yeah. I don't see as many headlines that say, hey, this is really good if you do this. Would you agree or am I maybe looking I, different sources? I'd agree. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. It baffles me, honestly. I don't, I don't know about you. What, do you. what do you think about it? Like, what's your take on that? So I th- we are ingrained as human beings like if you bought that car, I'd probably yeah. notice. Oh, even yeah, though I don't even know knows. what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> I got you it. parked beside me, I'd notice, right? I gotta show you that car, man. <laughs> but we are ingrained to say, I, I like that. Or, or, oh boy, I want that too. And when it's used in a negative context, that grass is greener, it sparks, I don't know, jealousy, emotions. What I have observed firsthand, um, both in practice and in teaching, is when we show people the opportunity. And Jay, maybe we'll even do this in the, you know, the credits after this episode, walk through this car example. But when you show people what's possible with decisions like this, I think we break down the barriers where we don't just look at money as something that you put out to buy things. We look at it as a tool to help us grow. We look at it as a tool that if we invest money because we recognize money matters and make fewer mistakes. If we invest that money, we now have money working for us. So you and I can can be here working. Our money's over here working and it's growing. I think if we focus on opportunity, uh, a statement that we make a lot at Troutwood, age is an opportunity, powerful enough to change lives. That's why money matters. That's why this conversation matters. As we wrap up, what's a take? What's a takeaway? How do we? I'll lead in with a with a quick example. After after writing the missing semester, I got an email from four college students. One in the morning, it came in saying, "Gene, we just finished talking about your book around a campfire." Mm, that's deep. That's deep. It's cool. Yeah, we could have been talking about anything under the sun around that campfire. How do we get people talking about it? in the context of capturing opportunity, sharing life experiences, sharing money experiences to be good and to learn from one another. That's that story you just told me now, like them talking about it at the campfire, people are comfortable around a campfire. So you're gonna open up more and talk about more personal things. And we all feel like finance is more personal. So that's pretty cool. That, that just shows you like people wanna talk about it. Well, but like, means we to be, need to, it needs to be, it needs to be, uh, they need to be in an environment where they feel comfortable or not like attacked for not knowing something about finance. So we have to do a podcast around a campfire. Hey, we, hey I guess we might have to. <laughs> might have to. Get some out. We might, we might need some s'mores. I'd huh. like some s'mores. So the money matters. Uh, let's hope this is the first step towards that conversation. And our challenge, I think, to, to our viewers, to our listeners. Money matters. Money matters. Take this conversation to one friend and not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Uh, we're not alone going through life really in any challenge, but, but especially with the money challenges. All right. I, I challenge you to take this conversation to at least one friend after this podcast today. I challenge you to do the same thing. All right. 
Hey, thank you guys for tuning into the Trout World Podcast. See you guys next time.